Got Your Back Podstream is brought to you by Kinprint. For all your company's promotional needs, they do it all. Apparel, promotional products, using the highest quality brands. They do logo design, signage, and printing. Kinprint will promote your brand with excellence. Visit kinprint.ca. Okay, let's be honest, Oilers fans. Be honest now. If that hit were on Evan Bouchard, you would have wanted a penalty. You know it. But it wasn't. It was on the Minnesota Wild. There was no call. Pivotal point in the game that went the Oilers' way. A big win. Make it six in a row. 4-3 the final score against the Minnesota Wild. Jason Strudwick standing by to break it all down. Welcome to Got You Back, post-game live stream edition. Brought to you, as always, by our great friends at Sherwood Buick GMC. Their massive Black Friday two-day sales event was a huge success. They had an absolute blast, and they want to say thank you. That is why they are the number one volume GMC dealership in the entire country. They have an extensive lineup of new and pre-owned vehicles ready to find a new home today, and they want to show you why they are number one. Mention that Got Your Back sent you when you go see Phil and the crew You'll get specialized pricing, but you'll also get three free ultimate detail packages on a new or used vehicle. So if you buy, it's going to stay nice for a while. Courtesy got you back. And Sherwood Buick GMC. Visit them. GMCpod.com is the website. Coming to you from the mobile Long Shots Studio. All game days, all day happy hour specials. $5 Long Shots Lager. Checking in with Jason Strudwick. Two podcasts in one day for you and I, Struddy. You tired of me yet, buddy? We did the Got Your Back NHL edition earlier today with uh, Noodles and Pierre. Yeah, it was nice to be challenged by those guys. And uh, no, I don't never get tired of you, buddy. I love it. I love seeing your beautiful face as I stare into the, to the camera nightly. Love it. I feel the same, man. I feel the same. We're hard on each other a lot, Struds, but I appreciate you, buddy. Um... <laughs> And that's the one time I'm going to say that this season. Yeah, record that. I just recorded that mentally. Yeah, enough of this. Uh, by the way, we uh, we took the uh, debate about the cheers thing and threw mm-hmm. it in front of Noodles and Pierre Lebrun. Did it as a red card, yellow card, no card. Of course, Struddy went on his rampage the other night about people saying cheers. I can't believe Noodles was on your side on that one. Yeah. He yeah. agrees it- with you. He agrees. He says, if you're in England, that's what you say, right? And it's, it's bled into our communities and we got to push it back out. We got to squeeze this madness out of our communities. Just get rid of it. To exercise it from, yeah, I, I, I say it so much. I said it to you on the phone the other night. And by the way, yeah. Zuby, he did actually say, I reject your cheers just as he hung up. <laughs> like it was the last thing he said to me. I reject your cheers as he hung up on me. So he's living it. He's walking the walk. I am. And he's living it. Agreed. Uh, he's drawn a hard line. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, for sure. He's taking a step. I respect that. Yeah. Got to be a leader. Yeah, for sure. Uh, look forward to Strutty's World coming up in a little bit, as well as uh, Ask Us Anything. We're live on YouTube and on Twitter, so fire in your comments. Zuby will be gathering them. And uh, we got lots to break down on this game, so let's get to it. The breakdown brought to you by Mr. Dirk, the iconic men's clothing store founded in 1939. They've been around that long Because they bring the quality, they bring the service, they've got an amazing showroom, anything you need, whether it's suits, shirts, pants. I'm covered in Mr. Dirk tonight. This is a little more uh, formal ensemble from Sterling. Put me in this last year. Fits like a glove, Struddy. Just It's like a warm blanket, bud. (laughs) Oh, it looks good. Looks really good. It's killing. Absolutely killing out there. Visit MrDirk.com. Uh, to check out all they have to offer. Um, you know, in terms of flow of play and the amount they had the puck and all that, pretty dominant performance from the Oilers in a lot of ways tonight, Struddy. But it wasn't a game that was without its adversity. They actually had to kind of be careful and grind their way through some moments. What's your headline for the Oilers from this game? They find a way, right? I think the Oilers just yeah. found a way to get it done, and I and I, I like that. I, I you know, just... We, we talked about uh, for for a long time now, going into the third with the outcome hanging in the balance, and they found a way to get the win. And I, I love that. Adversity teaches you 
and then you're able to do it again and again and again as you move forward. Yeah, I agree, man. Like when Minnesota came out and went bang, bang like that, you know, two weeks ago, that would have cratered this team. And I was sitting here thinking, I wonder what's about to happen here. Which way is this going to go? And it'll probably be a little while before either we in the media or the fans don't think that way when bad things happen. Like, oh, it's about to fall apart. But then Chris Knobloch just taps 97, says go get her done. And Ryan Nugent Hopkins uh, would end up with four assists, four apples on the night. Is that where he ended up? And and a real nice feed, uh, 97 in a big moment, Struddy. Yeah, well, that's that's what he does, right? He he finds a way to shut down rallies or shut down momentum. But you know what? Like, it doesn't really matter what we think. Uh, you know, we're, we get emotional about it, or fans do, I should say, the media that you know they're going to write what they want. It what matters is what those players in the room, how they react, how they right. feel, and they, they it sucked. You're winning one nothing. Probably should be better than that after two, one. You know, I'm not saying it should have been 10 nothing, but it should have probably been two or three nothing. It's one nothing. Okay, guys, let's just do the same thing. We'll get our chances. Bing, boom. Right away, it's 2 1. You're like, what the yeah. hell just happened? So they put out Connor. Uh, they, they get that outlet pass, and, and obviously McDavid does what he does. But now it's 2 2. And any rally or, or thoughts of uh, this game getting away from you is stopped. Doesn't mean they're going to win, but it stops it right there. And uh, so I, I, I like that. I like those moments for this team. They need to learn that it's okay, that they can still get out of it, and and they're going to be all right. Don't don't double down and make another mistake to make it three no. one or four one. So I, I really like. I I think these are important moments for this team to to to, to deal with. It seemed like earlier in the season we were breaking down all these goals against every game because there was just so many of them, and they were the reason the Oilers lost the game. We don't necessarily do that so much on the wins, but I do want to talk about that stretch, those two quick goal struds. And if you recall, the one the one that I really wanted to get your opinion on was the two one goal, the Erickson Eck mm-hmm. one, where there was a, it was a bit of a was two on two and a switch maybe there. Like, wh- where did you see the yeah. mistake on that switch? Yeah. So, generally speaking, the guy who is the offside D. So in this case, it's Bouchard. Okay. He has to read off his his buddy and his buddy being Ekholm. So Ekholm decides he's going to stay with his player who goes in front of Bouchard, and Bouchard just stays on that side. Well, that opens up the other player on that two-on-two for Minnesota, and he's got an easy shot. So he's got to read that, and that is an experience. Uh, that's something that Ekholm will talk to Bouchard about, say, buddy, look, if I go across with my guy, I'm trying to put pressure on him. You've got to slide underneath me and take that other guy because there was nothing. It was There was nothing going yeah. on. They turned a two-on-two into a wide-open one-timer, and that shouldn't happen on a two-on-two. Right. And that's, that's a lesson learned by Bouchard. I'm not going to – pick on or anything like that but that's no, that's no. that's how you that's how you learn is and and i call my guarantee at come if not that period uh, in the second intermission at some point he's going to sit down and say buddy this is how we do this yeah and i just have it in my notes ask struts because i was i i thought that that's what it was it felt like it was the cross you know the change there where maybe he didn't follow the right guy so just wanted to clarify that so much good from evan bouchard in this game oh, yeah. which which of the two for you was more impressive of the two goals like to beat a guy clean with a snapper from where he was versus unloading the bomb. Both of them are unreal. But which do you think is the higher degree of difficulty? Um, I think it's more disrespectful for the first one to go over a guy's glove. It's just you and him, right? And he yeah. just rips that over top of uh, the flowers goal. I, I know I've scored twice on the flower too, but we don't have to bring that up. But um, when you when you look at Bouchard and the way that he ripped that. It's just, I always thought it was really disrespectful when he beat a goalie's glove because a lot of them are kind of arrogant about their gloves and he just ripped that thing over it and it was like... So wait a minute, what do you mean disrespectful? What do you mean? Like like Devin Bouchard's being disrespectful be, be, to him by going glove? No, 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 that, not, not in that this way, but it's just like, I know you've got a good glove and you know I have a good shot. I'm going to blow it right over your glove here and you're just, it, it, there's nothing you can do about it. And that's the disrespectful, not disrespectful as far as like... You know, yeah. trash talking, okay. but it's just like I, I know what you have, and you know what I have, and I'm still going to go after your glove, and I'm going to beat it. And I love that. I love the pass to to Bush in the first place. I liked it to creep down there, but yeah. man, did I love that. So the second one was great too, but we've kind of we've we've seen that show before, right? But I love that. I love that shot. The first goal, uh, mano a mano with Flurry. 
Yeah, speaking of that shot, let's get to the Weiss Johnson sound box. It might be chilly out now, but you'll be a hero when that first day of heat arrives. It's the gift that keeps on giving a new AC unit installed by the pros from Weiss Johnson. If you order now, you save with their festive December special, 25% off any in-stock air conditioner. For details, visit wjcools.com. Weiss Johnson, Weiss Johnson, whoa. Ryan Mugen Hopkins post game. We were uh, grilling him a little bit on that Bouchard shot. Uh, I think uh, you're seeing that more and more in this league, uh, especially um, PKs are starting to to morph into a little more aggressive on the half walls. So I mean, you're going to have to score from up top, and obviously Boucher has an elite release, so um, it can back uh, back PKs off. Talking about that power play specifically. When you have Evan Bouchard able to rip that thing the way he does, Struds, it's kind of an investment in the long term, right? The more highlights there are of Evan Bouchard doing that, the more there's going to be a little sneaky space for 29 and 97 on the flanks. There is. But let's let's first break down what, what Nugent Hopkins said and why you know they're taking away the half walls. Well, why are they taking away? Because they have Leon Dreisaitl killing it over there uh, with the one-time passes. Uh, and, and and goals he's scoring there. So they're starting to cheat out a bit to the flanks, especially, I thought, early in the year. They're doing a really good job of taking that away. Now, to be fair, Leon wasn't exactly um, shooting at the level we've come to expect from him or from himself. So they they take that away. So what opens up? The high guy. And so they've done a really good job of understanding when the time is when it kind of works its way around, goes from side to side or from McDavid down to Leon, for him to throw it now back up to Bouchard. And he can just walk in and absolutely launch that thing. So yeah. now teams have to be aware of two trigger men, one being Bouchard at the top and one to the left of the net minder, dry saddle. And that's a really big problem. And Knobloch talked a bit after the game about having threats on the power play. But they've got two incredible threats on the power play. They're shooters. And then Connor McDavid, they can pretty much do anything with the puck, anywhere, anytime, as we saw in that goal there. So they have three threats in there. Then you mix in Hyman, who's just, you know, digging for gold in front of the net and he's grinding around. And then Nuge, who hasn't maybe had the success scoring this year, but is a facilitator moving that puck around. So really four guys that can score in different ways. And then Nuge who's facilitating and it can also score. Um, but it's it's it. there's a lot of threats on that power play. And that's why... In a long-winded way, that's why their Bouchard is probably more open now because they're taking away those flanks. It's 10 straight games, I think, with points for Evan Bouchard. Maddie asked him after the game, Paul Coffey had 28 in a row. You, you feel like you have a chance? It was kind of tongue-in-cheek, funny, but pretty unreal. 28 points for Crazy. 28 games in a row with points Crazy. is pretty nuts. But uh, Evan Bouchard's on a heck of a run here. And when he's producing offense like this, Struds, you can forgive some of the stuff in the other end. And I would submit to you that he's even cleaned up that end quite a bit from where it was earlier this year. Yeah, I'll actually I'll actually disagree with you. I think that it you can't forgive it because you're trying to build a championship level team here, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't expect to be perfect. Like what happened today, I saw the goal and I got a couple of texts from friends. I'm like mm -hmm. that is still a player learning how to play those situations and maybe his previous partners haven't done that. Let's keep in mind Ekholm and he have played together for what? 40 games, 50 games, maybe somewhere in there. Not yeah, that many. So they're still yeah. learning how to kind of actually, I guess, in playoffs. So maybe we're a little higher than that. But yeah. the point's made. It's not a full season. So that's maybe something that I don't remember seeing that done by Ekholm previously. So I, I agree. Like he's been putting up points pretty much all year. I think now he's tied for third or tied for fourth or fourth place for D men at points in the NHL. So his points have been there all this year. But what I love is he has made adjustments and he's not giving up those chances anymore. And now he's not just coming out even out of games. He's maybe you know one or two goals ahead of what his line produces or his group produces, as opposed to what was being even before. And it's like, well, it's great he got those points, but he came out even, right? Yeah. Uh, Zuby, can you do me a favor when you get a second on the stream, and can you put up a poll? Because I want to test Oiler fans and their impartiality Ooh, here. Let's do it. Yep. I want you to throw up a poll asking the people on this stream if they thought the Evander Kane hit was a penalty. Keep it simple. Oh. Straight up, just ask them. So, Struds, I know you don't like talking about refs, right? You say that talking about refs is for losers or something like that. You're, you're usually very yes. stiff on it. That's what when Oiler fan is complaining. Uh, but yeah. I'm going to take it there tonight anyways. I think I, I felt so strongly about that play. I think I – Zuby, did you put it in the headline of the, the podcast? Is it in the headline? 
boosh bombs and a and a blown call and a, and a brutal missed call and a brutal missed call. <clears throat> that is a hit from behind all day long. Stunned that the refs didn't call it. They got away with one big time, and then the Minnesota Wild trying to stick up for their guy got a little goofy about it, and it ended up being an absolute dagger. So I mean, if Andrew Kane's going to play physical, get on him. He got away with one, and then and then suckered the other team in. But Struddy, come on, that's a penalty all day long. Come on, Oiler fan, you know it. Yeah, they do, but no one's going to say anything. Any Oiler fan will not say anything. No, I uh, no, I, think I have faith. Turned- I have he faith in the, the last in the seconds. Fans. No, no way. But I have not faith gonna, in the fans. If that happened the other way, if someone ran Bouchard, whoever, Bouchard, yeah, from a good point, Bouchard from behind and didn't get called, and he ran him from behind. Make no mistake about it. There were numbers all the way. It was crazy. I couldn't believe it wasn't called. And then to get a penalty called against them on the same thing, the refs <laughs> got to even things up. You've got to just get, just. Just even up and get them both out of there. That was mind blowing. So every time we, I got to make a note in my diary tonight. Um, every time that an older fan complains about a bad call, I'm going to bring that one up because yeah, not, you got that was in the, it wasn't the first period. It wasn't the second period. That was a massive turning point in this game because what did the older power play do? Came out and kicked them right in the nuts. Was bro? It was Brodeen, right? Who left? Who left the? Yeah. Left the That's ice a service. good defenseman. Yeah. That was ridiculous non-call. And I hate hitting from behind. So listen, I want to be clear. I don't, I don't, I don't mind talking about the refing. And you can you can say it, but I don't want when people use it as a complaint and say that they, they're screwing their team over. That was Minnesota getting royally screwed. They got over screwed time. over. Royally. I, I honestly, Shogger, it cost them at least one point. At least. Yeah. And they were taking one point after the way their schedule's been. So, yeah, Oilers fans, don't... I wouldn't don't say it cost them a point. That's taking it too far. It I think the Oilers were poised. Uh, I think the Oilers were poised to win that game. Cost I think they were poised to win that game tonight. I don't think... You think that they would have held on and, and held the Oilers off? And Fleury was having a pretty good game, right? Yeah. He, was, he was doing pretty well. I'm sorry. I just... I cannot... And so any anything, I, I believe, I'll reject any results from the poll... Because they're going to be tainted. People because the winners no. won, they'll say, well, no, maybe it wasn't penalty. No, they're gonna say it was High. a non-call. High level of intelligent Oiler fan on this podcast and on this live stream. <laughs> High level of hockey IQ. I'm gonna say Struds, no BS. I'm gonna say it's gonna be in the 70 20 range, like 70s oh, wow. and 20s. So 74 and 26 yeah. or whatever. I I believe in the listener to oh, be wow. put the you know to be impartial for just a moment as they pound the love button and then weigh in on the poll that we're going to get a good result there. Uh, this one bugs me. And Thomas, I'm no offense to you. Second poll: Should a defenseman learn not to turn their back? A member of the media said this downstairs when we were discussing it too, and I'm like, yeah, he was going back to retrieve a puck. Yeah, like how do you yeah. not have your back up ice yeah. when you're going back to retrieve a puck? Yeah, it's the so forward's job. Not to hit the numbers. That's and it's not like he turned last second. He didn't. Yeah. So there are there are D men in the league who last second will turn their back and then so they can take the hitting from behind. And I believe in those situations, and I've I've said this before, you know, that both players should get a penalty. The player turning their back and the guy who hits them. I really because it's intentional. This one was different. He was going back to play the puck, and I I just I played D for a long time. I don't know how you can go get a puck without having your toe caps facing yeah. that end and and make a play. Like it's just it's impossible. You can't skate backwards all the way to the puck and then kick it up in your feet and make a play with any kind of speed or any kind. So anyone who suggests differently has <laughs> has no knowledge at all of what it takes to play D in the NHL or any at, at men's league. Division eight men's league at the River Cree. They have no idea how to make it happen. CL says, how many times have we seen Derek Ryan take a brutal hit from behind in the last two years with no penalty struds? Oh, yeah. Are you are you his friend? Do you guys go to U of A together? Do you guys do a stats class together? Like, I, 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 that one. I have not seen any. I don't. Sorry, I shouldn't say. I, re, I do not recall a hit that aggressive from behind on Derek Ryan. Nope. Has he been hit around? Yes. Yes, he has been. But. I'm sorry that it's that's why Shogger, you're 70 to 20. 
It's not even going to be. I. I it's going to happen. Be, I believe I, in yeah, the intelligence, the IQ level of the hockey fan on this podcast. They're very so smart, but they're weigh not in on the poll. Take a breath. Remember that your team won the game. <clears throat> Take a breath and Outrageous. think logically about it. So I, I, I do believe. We'll see. I look forward. We'll do it in our Ask Us Anything segment. The results of that poll. We got a uh, two quick things, and then we'll get to the next segment here. Uh, Strud's Stuart Skinner. Um, that save at the end of the game. I mean, yeah, that save at the end of the game was everything. Yeah, and he he talks a lot about the the timing of saves and just going for the W, right? And I and I think he's on it. He he's he he, he seems to be getting to a place where I'm just going to make the next save. I just got to make one more save, my guys. And then you look at the goals tonight. I'm not the three goals. I I'm not really blaming him on it, the shots. weren't many shots, but they had some quality chances. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the first goal is a rebound one. The second one was a wide open one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're not beating him up over those goals, but he found a way in, in the last couple of minutes to make two crucial saves, and he got the W. And and ultimately, that's what his team needed. They, You know, if you can keep the other team down to three, the Oilers most nights, with the way they're playing now, should be able to produce four, right? And that, yeah. that's – so I think that you're – he knows it. You keep it at three, I got a fighting chance. Even if it goes to overtime, I still got a fighting yeah. chance. K. Gill says, Ryan, don't forget about that nurse defensive play on the two-on-one. Yeah. We're going to get to that. We've purposely yeah. left that out for now because we're going to focus in on Darnell Nurse in our takeaway segment coming up next. Real quick, uh, Struds, we're welcoming a new sponsor, seasonal sponsor here to the podcast, and we're going to get to our Sport Logic numbers in just a minute. Zuby, don't put them up yet, though, because Struddy, our new sponsor for this segment, is Yo Mama Maternity. And this is a company that I know is uh, close to your family, your wife, Shona. You have other family members that are involved in this. And listen, if you are you know, an expectant parent, if your partner is expecting, uh, this is a fantastic place to go to give them a choice of high-quality clothing, high-quality products for the expecting parents. And Struds, this is something that Shona puts a tremendous amount of heart and soul into, and we love the fact that we can uh, tell people about it on the podcast a little bit. Yeah, it's a great store. And, you know, they had they have really good service, make everyone feel welcome and comfortable. You know, bodies are changing. Uh, not that I work there. I, we, My <laughs> wife said you should work here once a week. And I'm like, I don't think that's a place for a nearly 50-year-old man to go and, and to work. But uh, I, I know from talking to many customers they've had, it's just they feel very comfortable to go there and they help them find clothes that fit, whether it's for work or leisure or, you know, going yep. out, whatever it is. And they, they just nail it. So, yeah. Awesome. And so if your partner is expecting, or or if you are, yeah. um, Yo Mama is a great place to grab a Christmas gift. Let's check the Sport Logic numbers here, Zuby. And uh, this will be brought to you by Yo Mama, uh, maternity and nursing. So the high danger scoring chances there, you see 13-5 slot shots, pretty slanted towards the Oilers. Scoring chances off the rush. Remember, they were getting dominated a lot earlier in the season. 7-3 for the Oilers tonight, and then odd man rushes. Struds, that is a big one. This team has gotten better at those odd man rushes. They have, and and, and I think that's that's one piece. But what I love though is the high danger scoring chances, right? I had them, I had it in my mind. Again, this isn't official. I had them about six or seven. So to see it's five by the stats that they keep, you know, we're in the same ballpark. So if you're giving up, you know, five to eight to ten scoring chances a game, yeah. you're, 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 it's it's not very much, right? Your goalie's going to make, you know, you know make quite a few saves them, but you're giving up five. Um, that's really, really low, really low night. So I think that's fantastic. And again, it's just, maybe they gave up three goals tonight on that many, but you're, you have to remember there's 82 games and you want to continue yeah. to do that and develop that in their game. And they are much more stingy uh, in, in many areas of the ice shogger. And the one odd man rush, they did give up a hell of a play from Darnell nurse. We're going to get to that in our takeaway yeah. segment coming up after a short break. That was the breakdown Brought to you by Mr. Dirk. Hey everyone, it's Kelly here from United Sport and Cycle. Christmas is just around the corner and we've got everything you need for the athlete and sports fan on your list. With over 30 different sports under one roof, including hockey, bikes, ball, and our amazing fan shop, United is your one-stop shop for everything sport. Don't know what to buy? A United gift card is always a fan favorite. United Sport and Cycle. Your Santa's workshop for over 95 years. Are you ready to elevate your moving experience? Trusted for over 100 years, Ferguson Moving and Storage are your partners in relocation, ensuring your journey is smooth and stress-free. 
and say goodbye to surprises with Ferguson's transparent flat rate pricing. Contact them now for a free moving quote and use the promo code FERGUSON to receive $100 off your next move. Visit fergusonmoving.com and let them lift your expectations. If you own or operate a business, you know the value of a great employee. Just ask Shogger. Pathfind is here to help you find your next star player to help take your business to the next level. Pathfind can help with recruitment, career transition, leadership coaching. They truly have your whole team covered. Building you a championship caliber roster, find your team's path forward at pathfind.ca. All right, time now for takeaways brought to you by Redefined Health. You know, if you're feeling unhappy with your overall level of health or if your knee hurts, you have to try the Wellness Lifestyle Program at Redefined Health. They've got a very unique 90-day program, including daily meal plan, exercise regimen, video instruction and support, pre- and post-assessment to help you monitor your progress. All that for $150. They take great care of you at Redefined Health to help change the way you're functioning and feeling day-to-day. Go see Dr. Tyler Fix. RedefinedHealth.com is the website. Struds, uh, we're not going to talk about Darnell Nurse in this segment just because of tonight. I want to talk about Darnell Nurse because of his play for the last couple of weeks, really. Uh, Let's maybe just start with the play that he made tonight and take us through what he would have been seeing and thinking there and how clutch that ended up being. Well, it's, you know, not every moment of the game is the same. Not every play is the same. But in that moment, understanding what you need to do and to get done, I think that's that's what, you know, those those top-end players, that's what, what's what they do. So you're seeing a two-on-one developing. You're trying to figure out who it is, who's the threat, what are we doing, what, like, which way does the guy shoot? Does he more likely to shoot? Is he going to pass it? All those things. And you're trying to figure all that out in a split second. And then, you know, he makes a decision to lay down, and it worked out for him. But it's it's... You know, those are those are minute decisions, Shaga. They're done in just in, 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 in just so quickly. Um, and and it it you know, after the game, Stuart Skinner spoke about him specifically and that play and just you know feeling good about it and giving a big hug about it after. And it just it makes such a difference when uh you know, as a D-man, sometimes you you play small and you kind of recoil and and you kind of um you kind of wait for wait for someone else to do the react, but he was more right. proactive in making the play, and I like that. I don't like when he lay down, but it works for him. He does. He tends to lay down a ton, and I don't always like when he lay, but it does work for him. So, but let me ask you this though: if he doesn't lay down in that situation, I mean, you you, you take away a lot of the passing, a lot of the holes yeah. when you're able to fully lay down and like, I mean, he was tight to the ice. Yeah, and if you're hedging it and not, and you're kind of trying to, aren't there a whole bunch more holes? Like, isn't it when you're that tight? I mean, I understand if you're laying down further up, like by the hash marks, but he was pretty tight there to the net, wasn't he? He is, but I mean, those top... isn't that a safer time? I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So you, there's less room for the offense to work with, right? So if you lay yeah. down too far, they're going to just stick out. Like Connor McDavid just loves it when he sees a D man lay down. He's like, I'll just skate around you. But what I don't like when you lay down, I find. I sorry, I felt or I feel that when you lay down, you are now taking away your mobility. Mm-hmm. And now you're just you're dead in the water. Because by the time you get back up on your feet, the guy's right past you. But there are times to do it. I just don't think it should be your main go-to play. I think right. it should be like in case of emergency, break the glass. He yeah. goes down a lot more, a ton. And I don't, I don't like I don't I don't like it, but it worked in this one and it works for him more often than not. We'll ask you for your comments, and we'll take a few here uh, in this segment as well, specifically about Darnell Nurse, right? He's a an often criticized player, a lot of angst around him for Euler fan because of where the contract number is, and understandably so. But, Struds, I feel like his play has been miles and miles better here recently. How would you describe the uptick in his play and how significant it is? I believe he's simplified his game. And, and not trying to do too much. Getting back to what he is, and he is a very physical, um, mobile, uh, aggressive defenseman. And when he focuses on that, and we kind of saw that last year, I thought 
you know, towards uh, the end of the season, they gave him that assignment of just taking another team's top players and say, well, you guys going to shut them down. You've got to be that player. So I think that when he does that and makes his game smaller and simplified, he's a, he's a, a much more effective player. And that doesn't mean unskilled. But when he's trying to get up in the play, and we saw it the last game, he got up in the play and he tries to make something happen that's not there and trying to create. And and, and maybe part of it is because he, 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 he is playing well and he feels good about himself. But that play where he throws it back to the blue line, there's there's nobody there. That's not the play you need to make, right? That's yeah. that's not who he is. He is not that. It's not Kale McCarr. He's a good, really good defenseman. So mm-hmm. I think he's simplified his game and just saying, I'm going to be really hard to play against. I'm going to make other teams' top players have very, very uncomfortable nights and make good defensive plays. When he does that, I think he's really, really, really important to this team and a really good player. Yeah, you've been really consistent in your messaging on Nurse about how much his game changes when he simplifies, how much more effective he is. And I think uh, your point is well made because we're seeing it actually happen right now. Gill 97 says lots of fans owe Nurse an apology. I don't know if I'd go that far, but uh, he's definitely a guy that gets piled on when things aren't going well. Uh, The lay down is Nurse's signature move, says Calvin C. Uh, There are a lot of D-men in the league that lay down on -on two-on-ones. Would you say, Struds, it would be conventional wisdom to go down at that point and you just don't like it? Or do you think that the conventional wisdom most guys would not go down in that situation? So I've talked to Craig McTavish about it, and he and I believe he liked the lay down, if I remember correctly. He says he wanted his guy to lay down because they take up a lot of space. And he and I actually had a bit of a go a back and forth on it. And I don't like it for the reasons I already mentioned, where you're you're now dead in the water. You can't move. Um I'll share it. When I played with Henry Clunquist, he said. He would, he, in a two and one, he wants him to go right at the puck carrier because he believed, and so did uh, Ben Waller, the goalie coach, that the pass over to their buddy would not always be perfect. Um, And if it was, now he knew it was a breakaway. He didn't have to worry about a shot or a backdoor tap in, right? So he, he was just worrying about the breakaway. And so he'd rather have a breakaway than a two and one because if it's two on and the guy goes back door, he can't stop that. But a breakaway, it gives him a chance. Now that was an elite, elite, elite goalie. But I, I and always after that, I always left. I always thought, okay, that that makes a lot of sense to me. So the worst thing you do was two really skilled players just back straight up, back straight up, and now all of a sudden it's such an easy play because yep. they're they're going to pick you apart. You've got to push them out, and then you kind of come back uh, and get your stick in lane, and then at times lay down. But I like I said, not all the time because if if that player's too far away from you, Shogger, he can sauce it over your back, and it can land right flat on the other side to the guy and tap it in. So, and he's still, now you don't, you're not taking away the back, you're not taking away anything. Yeah. Bubba Fett with an interesting point. He says, nurse aggressive play is good, but danger will Robinson when it slips to impulsive. You agree with that? Is there an impulsivity that gets him in trouble at times? Yeah. I don't think I'm going to go, not going to go impulsive. I'm going to go high risk. And I think right. Paul Coffey's done a good job of taking the risk of the guy's play, right? If there's, if there's a, if there's an opportunity for you to jump up in the play or for you to go for a hit and you know, you're, you're going to stop the puck or you're going to pinch or any of those situations, like what is the outcome? If I don't get it or what is the, uh, what are the odds of this not working out? Mm-hmm. And I think that's what you have to think. You have to program in your head really quickly. Like this is a really low percentage chance that are low percentage plays. So then why do it? I, I don't need to do it. And so you remove that out. So it takes out those high, high risk, high event situations and now it looks like you're playing way more solid. But yeah. you know, we're only talking about one or two plays at the game, Shaga. We're not talking about shift in, shift out. There's a lot of shifts that he had previously that are great. Uh, but now he's taking out those big high-risk ones. So I don't think it's impulsive. I think it's where, well, maybe it's impulsive because he wants to go and do something special. But you don't have to do something special every every shift. Sometimes it's just enough to have a boring 45-second shift. Yeah. Um. Let's wrap up this segment with a quick thought on Philip Broberg. We speculated heavily he would get sent down to the American Hockey League. We ended up seeing that. That is where he is. I think the order strategy on this thing is going to be to just stand pat, let him get some games in, let him find his game down in the American League, play him an absolute ton. By the way, didn't have a chance to check. Um, I believe they played tonight what he ended up playing minutes-wise. If he was in the lineup, what happened? So if anybody on the stream was able to grab that, let us know, or I can try in the commercial break here. But what are your thoughts on the fact that they sent him down, Struds? And, you know, if 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 you were his roommate down there and a veteran defenseman, you know, what are you saying to this guy who has to be feeling 
pretty beat up right now. Yeah, uh, he's in the right place for sure. And then a veteran player or the coach down there says, buddy, just come down and play. Just play. Just for now, just go and play. Just get out there, play. I wouldn't be too critical on how he's playing. No. Um, I, I would give tons of praise if he's if he if he makes good play, lots of praise. Like he he's a little bit fragile, a bruised, a bruised fruit, right? So you got to give him uh that some time to get it going. Uh, but there would be, and then I think, I don't know if I do, probably after the weekend, I'd sit down and say, okay, this is the list of things that we believe you need to work on. Let's work on this together. How are we going to do this? What's the game plan? Like I always hated when guys would just say, okay, whatever, you're going to go, go down, go down the minors, just got to keep working. Well, work on what? Don't tell me to keep working. I am working. I'm working on things, but what should I work on specifically? And I think that's what I expected they gave him. Um, whether it's Ken Holland talking to him or, or the coaching staff or whatever, uh, but give him a list of things to work on, then put him in those positions to work on those things. Just taking a look here at the game sheet. Um, Bakersfield did see him in the lineup, no points, three shots on net, was plus two, and I don't see the minutes played there. So, uh, was in the lineup tonight for the uh, Bakersfield Condors. We'll see how he manages. Saw Ben Gleason. Uh, he was in the building tonight, a healthy scratch, but that guy's got to be pumped to be up with the club, making the, the big check. It'll be interesting to see if he uh, gets any opportunities at all. A uh, reminder that Strutty's appearance on the podcast tonight brought to you by our good friends over at Kin Print, local company, family-owned company with decades of experience filling any and all of your promotional apparel and embroidery needs. Check them out at kinprint.ca. Lots more to come on the podcast when we come back. We will take a lap. Long Shots Golf is the destination for both golf enthusiasts and sports fans. Top-of-the-line track van simulators provide a highly entertaining and accurate golf experience, while a full-service sports bar loaded with big screens and scratch kitchen make it a truly unique destination. They have locations in Sherwood Park and Edmonton. Experience the best indoor golf and sports bar in town. Visit longshots.ca. That's longshots with a Z dot C-A. Time to talk about your mortgage? It doesn't have to be a daunting conversation. With over 16 years in the industry, Maria Gallus with Maximal Mortgages knows how to make it easy. With access to dozens of different lenders, let Maria customize the perfect solution for you. Whether you're purchasing, refinancing or renewing, or a first-time buyer, Maria's simplistic approach and expert advice will have you feeling confident you're in great hands making informed decisions. Take the stress out of your mortgage journey. Contact Maria Gallus at mortgagesbymaria.ca. That's mortgagesbymaria.ca. All right, welcome back to the podcast. It is time now to take a lap. Strutty brought to you by our friends at... Our good buddies at Backscape. This product is taking the online world by storm right now. It is everywhere. Get rid of your unwanted back hair all by yourself with Backscape. The water-resistant, rechargeable shaver coupled with the long handle lets you take care of business on your own. You can shave in any direction, leaves no bumps or cuts. It's easy. It's awesome. Right now, it's their biggest sale of the year with 30 to 50% off. Visit Backscape.com, that's B-A-K-Scape.com, and choose from variety package delivered right to your door. So I, uh, I've given it a couple of runs, and I have to say, I like it, buddy. I like it. I'm not, not ashamed to say, right? Got to sure. keep her a little tighter in the back, right? I was going perfect. for a massage the other day. Like, that's the perfect time to, to get her done. Worked really good, man. Like, it, you get to stay in the nice warm shower, and it does a really good job. It's, uh, it's a pretty cool product. So uh, we'll probably do some backscape giveaways here in the uh, days and weeks to come on the podcast, and uh, happy to have them on board. Struddy, let's take a lap. What do you got? Well, let's take a look first at uh, Toronto Maple Leafs and uh, Wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joseph Wall was injured uh, yeah. last night in the game. I it looked like his leg, obviously, I, or his knee or something. I'm not really sure, um, you know, what it was. But it came out today. Sheldon Keith talked about he will miss some time, and that is a big blow to that team. They lost Klingberg. I don't think that's a real big blow. Shogger Klingberg. In fact, you know, it's probably a good thing if you want the salary cap space. But Wall was playing really well. Developed really well up in the minors. Played a ton there. Uh, Samsonov has kind of been hit and miss compared to what we saw last year. Um, so Martin Jones will probably get a chance. Both those guys will get a chance. But for a team that 
um, you know, has high aspirations while being out now is a really tough blow to that. Group. Well, and, and part of what's really tough about it struds, like they're an organization that has yet to truly solidify that goaltending situation, right? When you want to be a contender, yeah. you just want to feel like your goaltending is solidified. Like, you know what you can count on. And he was starting to really separate himself. He was really starting to grab onto that thing. And so for that to happen, I mean, putting that into perspective, right? Like Stuart Skinner, let's, let's say that, you know, if something were to happen to Skinner, he's finally getting his game. He's finally showing that he's the guy, right? And, and grabbing it. That's hard for them for the window they're in not to have that position established. It, it does feel like he's the long-term solution there. You know, yeah. I, I, it, it does feel, but unfortunately like short-term this year, you know, if, if he's out, I don't know, I'm just going to guess four to six weeks. Right. So that takes us into February, basically, um, or just, I guess, just late January, whatever. But, um, you know, it, 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 it is hard because he, he wanted him to get experience and get games and kind of understand the big moments. And then oh, we're in the playoffs now and you're our guy. Right. Yeah. And that's, and we, we saw it last year with Skinner, a little bit of fatigue, a little bit of maybe first time jitters going or just first time learning lessons going through the playoffs. So, it, it, I do feel bad for that group, and I, I do give the fans a lot of hard time in the least, but I, I do like that team. And after the Lords, it's probably the team I watch the most. So hmm. be interested to see what they do there. Then sp- speaking about D-men, um, there's another trade today of a D-men, uh, Bertuzzo out of St. Yeah. Louis. Hadn't really played this year. Seventh rounder going to the Islanders, and I, I don't really understand Islanders. I know they have some injuries there uh, with different guys out. What I, I don't understand is that I just don't think the wheels are there for Bertuzzo. I think uh, Mayfield, Scott Mayfield, does that job for them. They're already. So now we're going to put two guys in your lineup. And I get it. I get they have they have some injuries. Uh, Aho and, and others are out and, and missing. But Shogger, you know, that's now a second defenseman we've seen traded in short order. Zadorov, yep. and now he, he, he's out there. We've heard Tyson Berry is is, is out there. D'Angelo. D'Angelo, yeah. Uh, Ethan Bear is another one. Tanev, like Hanavan. There's a ton of demon, which... I, it feels early for the D-men to be moving around and be sliding around. But um, so I guess my point is here is that I don't like this trade for the Islanders. I don't think it is really – I don't think it helps. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're taking quite a cap hit, so I, I don't get it. But there are also a lot of D-men it feeling like available in the league right now. Yeah, I agree, man. Like there, there are teams that need them, <laughs> and there are lots available. Generally, it's not – they're not necessarily that easy to come by. And there's there's some decent guys. Like there are some guys that can play some minutes that are potentially available here. Uh, you got you to gotta slow play it a little if you're Calgary, though, hey. I mean, with Tanev, like he's a guy that if you're a playoff contender and you want something to get you over the finish line, that's a guy that you go and get. But part of the reason why I think you wait on him, too, is, is if, if you're a team that wants to trade for him, is you want to make sure that he's healthy. Right, because if the price is high and you get him now, the way he plays the game, there's no guarantee that guy's going to be ready to suit up for game one of the playoffs. So I wouldn't jump too quickly at Tanev. I would wait and make sure he's healthy and ready to go when it matters most. If you're going to pay the price, yeah, and 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 it's you know you're looking at some teams that do need some D men, right? Um, and go back to the Leafs. They need a goalie. They need another D man. They got to figure out what this looks like, uh, and maybe two D men actually when you when you sit and look at that group. So yeah. Uh, I'll be very interested to see, but I it just the point I'm making is it feels like I just rattled off four to six defensemen that are available. Now I don't know mm-hmm. that they're all big game changers, but they are out there and carry some pretty big hits cap wise. But um, you know who knows? We could have a couple more D move just before Christmas. Be interesting to see what Ethan Bear can do if and when he gets back. And they've invited people, you know, they've invited teams to go watch him right. skate out in Kelowna as he continues his rehab. He was hurt in a world championship, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. That's a yeah. tough one, man. Poor timing. Poor timing. I, I you know, I, I, I like Ethan Bear as a player. Um, you know, I, I, I definitely want to know what like, his training program looked like. How does he look skating? Is he ready to jump back yep. in? Because to jump back in, you know, you've got to be, you know, pretty dialed in physically to to get in there. So I'd be looking at that. How's the shoulder feel? All that stuff. Because we are, we're not halfway through the year, but. Kind of when you get to Christmas, it feels like okay, we, you know, we're we're kind of not halfway done the year, but we're damn, we're getting close to it. Um, so we'd have to ramp up pretty quick. But I, I would be very interested if I was an NHL team with Ethan Bear. Yeah, 
He's a nice puck mover when he's on his game, boy. He's got a real yeah. nice ability to just stay patient yeah. for like a quarter of a second and then find yeah. the right guy. Some real good stuff in his game. Uh, yeah, we'll see if he gets his gets his way back into the league. I think he will here. We'll see if he can make an impact. That was Taking a Lap, brought to you by our great friends over at Backscape. Struddy's World is coming up. Little little hint, Struddy? Little taser? Little taste for people? Um, I guess NHL fines. NHL fines? Yes. Okay. Like the one Evander Kane might get tomorrow, maybe you think? Oh, I, whatever it's he gets fined, it's worth it because the Oilers won the game because of it. <laughs> All right, Studies World coming up after a very short break. And ask us anything. By the way, check out the poll. Go and make an intelligent, educated, hockey smart vote on whether that should have been a penalty or not on Evander Kane. I believe in you. Got your back, <laughs> fan. I believe in you that you're going to do the right thing. Studies World coming up. The Edmonton Sport and Social Club is YEG's top destination for adult recreational sports. Offering over 20 different options, including ball hockey, indoor volleyball, pickleball, and now ice hockey. For all you fans out there looking to lace them up for the first time or get back into the game after a few years off, like Strutty. Sign up by December 13th for the winter season beginning mid-January at edmontonsportsclub.com. Winter is upon us, so why not make the best of it? Marmot Basin Ski Resort is where it's at. Ski half price every day, no blackout periods. Pick up your escape card for 99 bucks and make winter fun more affordable. Half the price, all the powder. Get yours at www.skimarmot.com. When you make a mistake, heads should roll it's not right, and I'm here. Someone has to put their foot down. Now that I say it out loud, it does sound a little crazy. Gotta look good. <laughs> Time now for Strutty's World, brought to you by DLR Vinyl Products. They've got locations in Calgary and in Edmonton. If you're a contracting business or contractor, uh, let DLR help you add vinyl fence to your product line. See why they have been going strong since 2005. Reliable, unmatched service with high-quality North American-made products. Visit dlrvinylproducts.ca. That's my brother's company. Rick runs the branch here in Edmonton and Rob out in Calgary. The business dad started back in 2005. That's DLR Vinyl Products. Struddy, give us Struddy's world, my man. Last night in the Tampa-Nashville game, 5-1 blowout, Nashville or Tampa, we saw Austin Watson get the pocket with seconds left on the clock and just hammer a shot directly at Jeremy Lozon. Now, so dumb. some people are trying to tell online that, that was he was trying to shoot for the net. And I'm like, if an NHL player can't see a player in front of him and you know he hit that guy by accident – his head wasn't up. I don't believe it. I, I just can't buy it. I, I just, it's, that's a, a crock of turds. So I, I'm not buying it at all. So today the leagues find him, uh, the maximum allowed fine, which is like $2,022 or something like that, uh, for unsportsmanlike conduct. And I, I like, I'm not suggesting he should have been suspended. That that's not it at all. Um, I'm not even su suggesting that the fine should be higher. I think what I believe is that something like that don't do anything. Like just just make it aware that you, you can't do that and move on because a $2,000 fine for shooting a puck at someone doesn't make sense. And then like Shogger said, was you know if Kane were to get fined tomorrow for hitting from behind for two grand, the two aren't the same. So is it a dumb play by Austin Watson? 100%. Is it unsportsmanlike conduct? 100%. It's just a boneheaded play. We all snap. Everyone snaps at different points. But to put that play up with a slash or something that gets a $2,000 fine or whatever it might be, 4,000 in some cases. Shogger, I just, I just can't get behind it because I, I, I don't think we have to punish dumb. And I'm not that I'm saying he's a dumb guy. It was a dumb play. And I think, and sportsman, like, just, just walk away, say no fine, just be better and move on. Okay. Hang on a second here. So you agree that he was trying to shoot the puck at the player. That's right. That's exactly what I'm saying. So you're, you're saying, so how many more dangerous things are there to do in the game of hockey than taking the puck and shooting it at a player? 
How much more intent to injure can you get? I would suggest hitting from behind for starters is a bad one. Sucker punching. Like there are things that are worse, but Struds, in terms of ways to hurt someone in the game of hockey, shooting the puck at them is very high on the list. That's intent to injure. You could make the argument that if they actually believed he did that on purpose, they could have and should have hit him harder. Well, the difference is this, that I believe that shooting a puck at a player happens in the course of the game all the time, right? Right. And, and, and guys block shots. So it's a little bit different where something that doesn't or shouldn't happen in the course of the game, which is the slash or the spear, the hit from behind or or, or, or whatever the case may be. So I think there, like, there's no rule that says you can't shoot a puck at a player. So I think that's where it's a little bit different. So is there intent to injure? Yeah, maybe, but there's also no rule against this. So like I said, you're 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 finding for dumb. That's what you're finding for. Dumb. Dumb play is what you're finding it for. And I I don't think yeah, I mean, I think everyone knows it. And, and quite frankly, if it was me, I'd be embarrassed that that happened. Do you think someone in the locker room says something to him? That that comes in on the stream actually. That uh who said that? Obelisk 21 asked that. Like, if you were on that team, would you be like, yeah. hey, man, come on? I don't think so. I don't think you have to. Like, I think you'd be embarrassed. Like, you know, I, I'll be honest. I'm regret, I regret I was never suspended in the NHL for anything because I never crossed the line. And I do regret that. But <laughs> I, I, <What? laughs> I do. I do regret Why? that. Like a budget just, list thing or what? Yeah, I just, I wish I would have done oh, something. Spend some money and get suspended. Yeah, I just wish I would have had something. Thing. maybe I, I don't know i don't know what like maybe a spear or a slash like but it, but anyways but, I, I do regret that but i would also regret shooting a puck at someone intentionally and i'd be more embarrassed about that because it's like it's just such a it's just you just look like a little whiny baby right because you're like oh i don't like the way things are going it's gonna shoot a puck at a guy because i can't run him or something i'm having some trouble with this one that a regret of yours from your time in the National Hockey League, you know, Jason Strudwick, you know, do you have any regrets from your playing days? And your answer is, I would have loved to have gotten suspended. Yes, that, that's, that's your right. answer to that question? Yes. I would have I would have loved to. it. I, I never got fined. I got fined in the minors. I think it was like 150 bucks. And I don't even remember what, I might have been the second guy in second fight. Or, I don't I And I remember I had to write a check. And uh, my my since passed away coach, the gentleman Jim Wiley, he brought me in the office and we had to write this check out. And I I knew how to write checks. I was only twenty one, but I was I had to write this check out and then present it to him. And he had to take a copy to show that I'd done it. And then with my license, like it was this whole process. Um, yeah, so I think I, I think it was one hundred fifty bucks. I don't even remember what I did. I I hope it was worth it for one hundred fifty <laughs> the miners. Dave0904 says Strud's definitely on the spiced rum and soda stream tonight. <laughs> no, I for which comment about the finding about I yeah, honestly you're finding I for think dumb. it's weird. I think that's a little oh. bit weird that you that you regret you regret never getting suspended. I would have I mean, loved to have I would have I will love I think a slash. Now they think about a slash a for good, a game solid, or solid, you know, maybe hurt someone, right? Just well, crack a wrist. Yeah. Well, and, my trick was always when someone would run me. I'd, I'd look over, oh, geez, who yeah. was that, 99? And then I was skating <laughs> up the ice, and the rest were looking the other way. I'd slash the guy in the back of the, on the back of the leg as hard as I could, or the ankle. So, you know, if someone had run me, if I got suspended for that, I think that would have been worth it because then that player wouldn't have run me again, most likely. All right. That was Strutty's World brought to you by DLR Vinyl Products. Time now for you to get involved. In our Ask Us Anything segment, Zuby, come on in. You've been keeping track of everything on the stream. That will be brought to you by Match Eatery and Public House. I keep telling you that it's a great spot to go to if you're coming to the game, right? Grab a bite before the mm -hmm. game. Well, I actually did that tonight. I skipped out on the immediate oh. meal and uh, hit Match with a buddy ahead of the game tonight. It's awesome. Got a great environment in there. They've got the earlier games on so you can watch those. Um, chicken wings are fantastic. Right now they've got a gift card special on. Purchase a $50 gift card, receive a bonus $10 card, and two match-branded beer sleeves as well. Matchpub.com is the website. They are your ice district dining destination. Zuby, do we want to save the results of the poll for last? Like last thing? I, I can't see them. I don't know what the answer is. It's not too late for you to vote if you're on the stream. No, it is so too please late. vote. It is too late. Oh, you, you shut it. it down? Yeah, I stopped it. We had a, you we had stopped a, it. 
Uh, just as you were in Stretti's world, I stopped it so I could put the proper um, numbers here in my okay. document. Okay. Let's, well, let's you got do, a drum roll. I just, yeah, I still have let's just, just the, do it. The let's just do Wawa. it. I'm so curious. Okay. Stretti, okay. Stretti, what's your guess? I said like 75, 25 that it was a penalty. The, what the do you question think is, be? was the Evander Kane hit a penalty in your opinion? Yes or no? Yes. 136 votes. What do you got? Streds, what are you guessing? I think one person said it was a penalty. <laughs> <laughs> you have so little faith. Okay. Dude, well, think, what do we got? I think Ryan may have tried to sway the vote a tiny bit with his uh, comments. So the, the final vote was 68, 68 to 31% for yes, the Evander Kane hit was a penalty. Uh. They were so what, what's honest. the percentage? 68-31. That's the percentage, 136 oh. votes. So I was close, man. I was close. Well done on the stream tonight. I don't for believe letting, letting, Yeah, for, for you know your better self shining through as you made your vote. I reject that. I reject results of that. Uh, <laughs> I'm rejecting everything. You are we're rejecting. a more refined <laughs> podcast audience, Struds. We're a very refined group that joins us here. On got your back. Zuby, take us to the comments, buddy. Um, JL says, Struds, you're just jealous that Noodles got suspended and you didn't. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I am a little bit. Oh. I am. That's a good point. I am susp I am jealous. Uh, Dr. Carpy says, the fines aren't a deterrent. So, Struds, I just, you, you kind of touched on this, but like in the room, would a guy be far more worried about getting suspended? Because you lose a much bigger chunk of a paycheck. For missing a game, right? Versus a fine, like, do, right. are the fines a de deterrent? Does a guy care? Oh, I'm getting fined. No. Two grand. What does Austin Watson make this year? Eight hundred grand. Nine hundred grand. Two grand. He just pulls out. He's got that in Subway Club cards, right? He just pulls it out, throws it on the thing. Like he, he doesn't <laughs> even care. Like I can say. So no, I I don't. I I think the fines are a joke. Like for those suspension is much different. But I think that fine is is is, is a complete joke. And I've, I've, always, I've said this when I played, too. I'm like, it doesn't make a difference. Did Mike Smith, Zuby, Mike Smith says, 31% of the people in the chat believe the movie Slapshot is the way the NHL ought to be played. <laughs> it was that obvious. <laughs> to, the, you know, to the 31%, what the hell are you thinking? Come on. Um, oh, you made me lose my train of thought there. Uh... Okay, take a second. Oh, boy, breathe. Oh. The pressure's on. It was about uh, it was about King. Um, Lots of questions. There. Okay, I'm going to go to a different one then. Uh, Shane Matheson says, um, "Coach plays everyone only two forwards under ten minutes. Change the 97 line um, against Kaprizov from 29s. He's letting the team win, not just two guys. You agree?" We've been saying this for months. I mean, it's it, this is this is the way. This is the way forward. I, I think you you try to get everyone involved, everyone feeling good about themselves. And then there are moments in the game, like then the game they had, uh, was it Kane, Leon, and McDavid? And then Nurse and Ekholm? Was it Kane or 93? Mm. I think it was Kane, wasn't it? I can't recall. I can't, I, I, and I remember thinking I got to make a point of this. But no. anyways, they had their guy, their five guys out there were on the ice getting it done. But keep them playing, guys. Keep them in there. Keep them getting going. I, I think it's important, right? Yeah, because I was Hamlin's like six minutes, and then who else? I guess would be mm -hmm. uh, it's probably Derek Ryan. But I, I, it's it's that is the way forward, Shogun. That's what they need to do. Warren Fogle had a pretty robust night tonight. Hey, four shots on net. Played fourteen thirteen, but it felt like he was out there more. Yeah. Nice energy, nice speed, taking it to skating. the net. Like I, I like the impact that guy had on the game tonight. Skating, skating. Yep, a yep. few people also brought up, uh, speaking of Fogel, that there was the uh, uppercut from Middleton on Fogel. Did you guys think that was anything <laughs> anything more than what it was? Big scrum in front of the net, right? <laughs> and, then, and then it did get him a pop up the top. But I like that the other teams are forced to do that because there's so many people in the blue paint for the order. So um, I think it's more a reflection of what the orders are doing as far as getting to the blue paint rather than what the Middleton's doing or whatever. I, I, I liked it. I, I mean, I like the, the chop, but I love the reason that the chop is being given. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I just wanted to throw in, because we did talk about Baco tonight, uh, Jack Campbell, I think he stopped 20 or 24 shots. They did win the game. So at the end of the day, that's what matters, right? But uh, Campbell, I think, had four goals on the 24 shots. I, think, I believe I saw those stats. 
Correct. Uh, there was some mentions of that as well. Um, Twenty. Yeah, Austin Peterson. Okay. Um, uh, Kagill and Dave nine hundred four both noting, and maybe others as well, that Mike Greer was watching in attendance tonight. They thought that was interesting, uh, noteworthy, even possibly. Um, what's? Uh, I mean, the the obvious answer is that he's scouting. But what do you make of that? Uh, the Sharks GM being in attendance. Blackwood, maybe. Um, I mean, like the Sharks are a team that that they're going to be willing to move lots of different things. So, you know, uh, there was talk about Mackenzie Blackwood as a, a possibility earlier on in the season. Uh, I don't know. I think a lot of a big deal is often made of those things, and it, it ends up not really being like not necessarily being a huge deal. So, I'm not sure, Stretty. What do you think? Well, I, I, who, if, if there would be a make a trade with San Jose, what roster player are the owners willing to part with? Of their like, own? Well, yeah. So if he's here watching the NHL team, what roster player would be included in a deal to get Mackenzie Blackwood? Yeah. Yeah. He's not here scouting their draft picks. Good point yeah. for you. So that's, <laughs> that's right. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> so I don't know. I'm not, I'm not going to throw cold water on this, but I'm like, which roster player the owners going to trade to get Mackenzie Blackwood or whoever? whomever? Yeah. Like they're none of their top forwards, and then he dropped down McLeod. I, I guess maybe maybe McLeod. Like he he. I, but why are the owners going to give him up for a goalie? Now they don't have a third line center, right? Like I just I, I don't know. Fogel did not train him. Connor Brown. Like I I. So tell me which player he'd be scouting for it to really make sense that he was here scouting for that. I I, I have a hard time understanding that one. Yeah, fair point, Zuby. Let's go two more, and then we'll get to our gem of the day. Mike Greer thinking that Connor McDavid guy looks okay. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Hey. Yeah. Um, okay. There was some chat also on the stream tonight. Uh, just talking about officiating being inconsistent. Aaron D'Souza says, um, where do you guys stand on inconsistent officiating? Is there a way to fix it? Mike Smith uh, quickly, he offered some solutions. He says, pay refs more regular reviews and consequences and have them face the media. That one seems always unlikely, but, but how do you address inconsistent officiating? If it's, if it's a, I'm going to let Strud's just dive passionately headfirst into yeah. this one. Strud's I'll give you 10 <sighs> seconds. Go. <laughs> it's, it's the same in every league. Every fan base thinks they're getting screwed. I, I just, it's a loser's game. That's a, that's you're, not that I'm sitting a loser, but it's like a losing proposition trying to sort it out. You don't think they get evaluated. You don't think they get critiqued. How do you think they get into the playoffs? They get critiqued. They get evaluated. And the, the top refs get to go in there into the, in the playoffs. So I, I, I just, come on, man. Enough. Okay. Let's go right into this Last one. Shane Matheson says, um, penalty kill three sets of forwards, Nuge, Ryan, Yanmark Brown, Fogel, McLeod have been working so hard. And, of course, they had that stat uh, during the Carolina broadcast the other night about how it's been those three sets of forwards. And, and in the however many games prior to that, there was like 24 different combinations or something <laughs> like that and how consistent it's been and how hard those guys are working. How do you feel about uh, those fellas, their streds? I feel really good about it. They are, they're 0 for 2 against tonight and a couple clutch ones at, at key moments. Um, but there is consistency. Having that consistency does make a difference. And then ownership. This is my job. I'm going to get this done. So I, I really, I love how the way they've approached it. And the fact that 29 and 97 aren't present often on that kill makes me very happy. They've been playing with more leads recently too, right? And that's going to make it easier to keep those guys off yeah. the kill. You know, when yeah. you're trailing by two, three goals and you're killing a penalty, you might as well throw them out there because you never know what might happen. But I agree with you. It's been a strategy. He stated it when he got here. He's followed through, given players roles, the penalty kill. We're seeing it. Guys are taking ownership. Guys are taking pride in it. And so far, it is work. That was Ask Us Anything. Thank you for all those great comments. Thank you for your highly intelligent voting. And uh, thank you to Match Eatery and Public House for sponsoring our Ask Us Anything segment. As we wrap up the podcast, it is time for our Gem of the Day, brought to you by Edmonton's most iconic home for everything sport, United Sport and Cycle. Christmas has arrived at United Sport and Cycle. If you need something for an athlete or sports fan on your list, United has been your Santa's workshop for over 95 years. Visit www dot united sport dot ca struds what do you got buddy well it was after the 
game and uh, Stu Skinner was asked about the play of Darnell Nurse. And he said, I went over and I gave him a hug after just to thank him for the play he made on the yeah. two and one and for the way he's played the last couple of weeks. And I don't think I've ever heard a player respond and say he was going to hug someone to thank them. So I have very unique and genuinely uh, a unique Stuart Skinner response. I like it. Although I think my, I think a lot of people on the stream would agree that I think the true gem of the night is you reminiscing back on your playing days, thinking about all those things you accomplished and <laughs> one major regret of yours being, I just, I really wish I would have gotten suspended. Maybe a good slash or something. I have never heard a player reminiscing, wishing that there'd have been a suspension in his past as a regret. It's bizarre. A slash. Yeah, missed out, missed opportunity. <laughs> that was our jam of the night brought to you by United Sport and Cycle. Struddy, great job, buddy. Thank you kindly. Zuby, good job as well, my friend. Thanks, guys. Thanks, pal. Appreciate you listening. Appreciate you joining us here on the stream. We love doing these post-game pods. Still in the rink. Good atmosphere here in tonight. Are in here tonight and we'll do more as this homestand continues so thanks for joining us here on got your back and a huge thanks to all of our sponsors including our title sponsor sherwood buick gmc we will chat with you after the next game sunday cheers cheers <laughs>